Hello, wrestling fans, and thank you for joining us once again this week as we are reliving the extreme. Nate Maxson here with you along with my brother Aaron. Hello. And ECW's own Mr. Chad Austin. How's it going out there tonight, guys? What up, fellas? Well, this week's show, we were talking before we started recording, not a lot of meat on the bone here per se, but we're going to try to give you an entertaining podcast with this material. We are getting closer and closer you can feel it. We're getting closer and closer to Ultra Clash, but this is July the 27th, 1993. This is a, this is a Cornish hen of an episode. Yeah. <laughs> that, that bone's not even very big. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That was that was picked upon by the pigeons and then the skulls. <laughs> and then if you live where I live, the rats scavenge the rest of whatever you can get off of it. Yeah, that, that bone stunk. <laughs> Well, that being said, we are. I, I want to before we dig into this show. Um, as I was reading um, the Pro Wrestling Torch from around this time uh, to prepare for the show today, just to see if there was anything to report. This is actually the week. Also, it was actually July thirtieth that this happened, where Paul E. Dangerously or Paul Heyman was also booking the World Wrestling Network project in Texas that never actually got off the ground. Um, there was so he actually really booking it then. It's the way it reads here. Let's see. Yeah. He did the promotion. He did the promotion and the booking for it along with Jim Hudson. I don't know. And then Jim Crockett jr. Was involved in it too. Um, just to the card, let me see here. Black Bart pinned Steve Dane. Didn't Steve Dane recently pass away? Is that the guy that I don't know? Um, Mike Davis pinned Johnny Rotten. And Actually, let's see. The other brother. <laughs> Hollywood John Tatum pinned Wild Bill Irwin. There's some Texas for you. The Komodo Dragons, which was Ted Petty and Dean Malenko under masks, defeated Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond. Gary Young versus uh, versus Honest Mario Savoldi, who was Ted Petty without the dragon mask. It's a real. Um, <laughs> and they, a they, a, their, their match apparently yeah. never started because the convict, you know, the guy who threw Vince McMahon through a wall or whatever, nails interrupted. And then the main event was actually, they call this, it was a surprise 37-minute contest between Bob Orton and Jake the Snake Roberts. All right, well, let me ask you. Mm -hmm. After you said you read that Paulie booked that, and I just said, do you really think Paulie booked that? After you read them matches and the results, do you think Paulie booked that? Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, did you hear one one no contest, one run in, one anything angle? No. Other that than was, the other than the nails deal, of, no. um, that reeked of either who this Jim Hudson guy is or uh, or Jim Crockett. You know, mm-hmm. if the fucking show even happened, because you know, <laughs> as we know, nobody went to him anyway. Mm-hmm. Jim Crockett <laughs> so, said mean, this happened. <laughs> yeah, they just yeah, and and how hard is it to fact you know Wade Keller or Meltzer resolves that you know were fictitious? Yeah, you know 
That's fucking, you know, what, what is Meltzer going to do when he gets a fax or my, um, whatever it was, whatever the 703 area code is from Campbell, California? He's going to think <laughs> yeah. that it's Meltzer sending him something. Or, and same with Keller. Yeah, that, that, that to me just reeked like, uh, I mean, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to shit on you, Nate, by saying it like that. Mm. But um, I just knew that there's just no chance that Paulie had his fingerprints on that. I just, yeah. I just didn't see it from the from. I didn't see any of it from the beginning until they did the Manhattan Center. Yeah, it kind of reeks of like, like you said, it kind of reeks of being booked like Mid Atlantic or mid or uh, world class kind of show. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, Aaron, thanks hey, for joining the show. I, I just hey, wanted well, to put, I wanted to at least put a little sauce on the bone to see yeah. if maybe, you know, add a little flavor or something. The next fax the next <laughs> fax came in and be like, no lie. Shit you not. There were fifteen thousand people there. Wow. <laughs> At the sport they were hanging from the rafters. <laughs> see that, that nails running. Was it by Christ. that point? Was it the global dome? <laughs> the let's see the Fort Hood military base in Kyling, oh. Texas. Well, see we we have no idea. There's no precedent about how many asses they could put every 18 inches in the <laughs> Fort Hood military base. So they they could have sold the place out with 74. <laughs> and we're we're making history here in the standing Fort room Hood. only. Standing yeah. room only. The SRO signs went out <laughs> early today. Yeah, they could have they could have did anything at that point. I'm not even sure Paulie's even been to Texas. <laughs> Much less booked anything for Crockett down there. And I, I'll be honest, as a as a guy that worked there, I either I was so low on the totem pole that I was just not privileged to the information, or mm. it was just so in, in its infancy that you know it was between Paul and and Crockett. That, that's what I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking. I'm th- well. I, mean, I don't know if I'm th- if I'm thinking like Paul. Like he's looking at what he has in that locker room right there, and he goes, "I can get you a guy named Sapu." <laughs> you know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and Crockett's going, "I don't know who the fuck that is." And I, you know, I can get you. A, I can get you Taz. And you know, and I'm sure Paulie made a, um, you know, a promo tape. You know. Mm-hmm. Of all the guys that he has access to, and it looks it it looks you know sexy for um for Jim who's who I don't know I don't know who's working who in this whole entire relationship. Honestly, <laughs> I think they're both lying to each other. Honestly, <laughs> that's yeah, that's probably that's probably the the equation for sure. <laughs> so into this ECW show, we see a rate recap of last week. We have a new opening video that no longer has the old guy interviewing Jim Neidhart. No longer the footage of Davy Boy Smith, um, and this well, one on the on the WWE Network they actually used the music, the actual music. They went back to it. Well, did they do it last week too? It was just it, that one oddball week, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what they do next week, but uh, we definitely have a new open for the show. And um, Aaron, you look like you had a thought. Well, no, I was. I thought we were going to move in. Like I was just saying the. But before that, they showed the um, recap of last week, and there was some dispute on who bumped um, oh, Todd Gordon, yeah. and it was I, it was Sal Balomo. It was Balomo. <laughs> Balomo bumped Todd Gordon. 
I, wa- I actually, after I even did the fucking show with you guys last week, and I took your word for it, when it when they replayed it, I still went back and rewound it to make sure that it was Belomo. I'm going like, it wasn't Belomo. And, and, and Belomo bumps him, and he's like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, oh, my God. Get, get, get us some help. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a spicy meatball. I'm so sorry. <laughs> did, didn't it almost feel like that opening... That that montage of all that was the same opening for the last three weeks. It feels like yeah, like you keep having the everybody comes out. We get a garbage can or six. Yeah, we get we get just, the Wolfman. No, <laughs> the Wolfman. <laughs> if you don't see the Wolfman, is it really truly an opening of a show? Let's <laughs> well, be honest. <laughs> So now, after we see the recap of last week, we go into a press conference with Todd Gordon that apparently Mr. After and Mr. Keller are at. Um, Which we never talking. see or no, hear. of course from. we don't. Of course we don't. It's just it's just uh, Todd Gordon and a couple of Goombas sitting around him, you know. One of them guys is probably Jim Hudson. <laughs> the, guy, the, the F-word mentioned Jim Hudson, who booked that fucking Yeah, that's probably that old fucker that was sitting next to him. <laughs> well, you know what was great was um, like how how convenient is it for them to say Mr. After, you know, Mr. Keller, Mr. Keller. for their audience? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was such a, a blatant feed, you know, kind of thing. And I'm thinking, like, well, as soon as he said Mr. After, I looked up, and then and then and then Eddie comes walking in, you know, kind of like fucks everything all off, going. It, this is this is great because they're feeding to to the people that oh, I know I know who they're you know right because mm-hmm. remember when Herb Abrams had that that stupid company and he had the jobber named Dave Meltzer Dave, Dave Meltzer. Meltzer yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and he thought that would like do something you know and, like people would like watch his stuff or you know or look at it whatever. He- he even he even announced that Blackjack Mulligan was going to be part of his company while Black Mac, Blackjack Mulligan was in jail. <laughs> Oh, he, and maybe he booked, it was and all he booked, timing. And he booked Bruiser Brody. Yeah, booked Bruiser Brody like, in, in 90. Yeah, he booked yeah, Bruiser Brody in 90. Yeah, Bruiser Brody. Yeah, I thought I thought that was funny. And I love how now JT Smith is jazzy JT. Yeah, jazzy <laughs> JT is going to fight the, the match is announced. Well, the match announced is Dark Patriot and... Jazzy J.T. Smith and the scaffold match. Abdullah the Butcher's going to be there. Stan Hansen. <laughs> and then he's going to let us know about... He's going to let us know about Rockin' Rebels' Wicked Acts. And we all see that. I mean, literally, let me ask you guys a serious question. If you were going to do like one of them little press conference gimmicks like that, and you had the, the opportunity to pick either... I'm just going to throw two of them out there. Jim Crockett or Todd. Who looks more credible, more believable in their delivery? Any Jim, of that. Jim Crockett, to me, always looked like he was surprised. Like, he always had kind of this, I don't know, deer-in-the-headlights look on his face. Like, I like I like Gordon's ambition. <laughs> but, oh, no, my, my actual answer was neither one of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just, play, somebody, I was just playing along. So, somebody called Kevin Sullivan or... Or um, you know, or somebody else, whatever. Let let, let let Terry Funk do it. Yeah, Terry <laughs> Funk under contract. Let him do it. 
Well, these, but, uh, these figurehead, these figurehead bookers, you know, and all that stuff, man. Good God, they uh, <laughs> just, you know, I, I mean, I don't know, are they that starved for attention? I don't know. Um, in this thing, uh, Gordon says that Rebel is suspended without pay, which is actually better than when Pauly took over because most of the guys had to work. Without pay, so <laughs> they, they weren't even rebel. suspended without pay. They were working without pay. Without pay. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because you know, first now you're telling us that that Mister um, Actor and Mister Keller were in the press conference, and now you're giving us the old school kayfabe of the the wrestler being suspended without pay. You know, we all know that. All right, so you're not booking them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not under contract where he gets a check every single week. Right. He can still go work across the street. He probably does. Like, part-time, you know? And plus, the he Jiffy has the Louis? license. Um, he had the license for Pennsylvania, so he could have ran his own shows. He, he should have he won the business for himself. Is that fuck you, Paulie? Or fuck you, Todd. I'm going to start wearing my own shit. Suspend me without pay, I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> that, um, that, that, gimmick is so, that gimmick is so played out because it didn't even make sense back in the day. Because back in the day, wrestlers used to have matches for purses. Winning mm-hmm. side, losing side. There was, like, really no guarantees. You know, everybody knew if you worked, you got paid. If you didn't, you didn't get paid. Right. Now it's so that you don't work, you're not getting paid. Well, that means you're not booking me. That pretty much <laughs> yeah. means you're sending me home. Oh. <laughs> I, I've been home since March the 12th. Yeah. I've been home since Cabrini, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, I still have I still have uh, electricity and uh, everything else. You can send me home without paying me, Todd Gordon, your $50. <laughs> Like oh shucks I gotta go, I gotta buy my own hot dog and coke, fuck. <laughs> uh, Todd also uh, gives fines to Polly and Kevin Christian. Um, <laughs> Sal Balomo because he is a so sorry. He's excused from what he did to Mister Gordon because the, because the kids the kids yeah the kids they, wrote letters. The kids wrote letters saying, please, please, please don't blame Sal. He didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, you said it. Whoever, whoever, <laughs> which one of you two said that? <laughs> that was I, 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 I choose to go with the phrase, That's unbelievable. But, but Jesus Christ, yes! That also- <laughs> all those, all those, all those letters coming into ECW headquarters, yeah, <laughs> from all the kids, <laughs> and, and and right, right, right during this whole time period is when Eddie Gilbert was cutting a promo about the videotape or whatever, so it showed a phone number on the TV screen. They could have <laughs> called and said, "Hey, can I get the address?" So I could tell Mister Todd Gordon that Mister Belomo didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After, after further review and much convincing by Mrs. Kincaid's kindergarten class, we have decided <laughs> that Mr. Balomo is abscond. Was I so me. sorry? Oh, so, so sorry. sorry. It's, a, it's a tootsie frutzi. I'm a sorry. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Moving on. 
Eddie Gilbert comes in, cuts the promo. I'm so apologetic. <laughs> oh, oopsie. <laughs> Jesus o- Christ. Oopsie. <laughs> oopsie. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy, RD. I kind of believe I did that. <laughs> well, All how, right. hey, how hard was it for you to name the show from last week? Oh, it was super easy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only reason why I said it because now I I I want to start saying a thing that says this week's show is oopsie. <laughs> I didn't even put that in my notes. I just... <laughs> oopsie. 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 <laughs> I'm writing that down right now. Okay. <laughs> Eddie Gilbert. Again, cuts the promo during the press conference. It turns out Eddie is going to be our special guest host for this week's episode of EC. Of course he is. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Something that he did say that kind of popped me a little bit was when he busted in the conference, he was like, I should be in here. And he's like yelling. He's like, hell, man, after all this time being here and being the king of the Met, being the king of Philadelphia, I, I, I feel like I should own half the company. No, I, I think he said that. that he did own part of the company. Yeah, like, like no, he was like selling it like, oh, I think I should own half the company. Like he, he sold it funny. It was funny. <laughs> but yeah, he got it. He got into a um, he got into an art argument. Was that was that the, the argument he got into with Matt Radico, where he was yelling at the guy about how he produced, how he formatted the show? Yeah, that's a little. Yeah, that's a little later on. He's got his he's got his little Eddie Gilbert f- format sheet, and, and uh... yeah, who who is Eddie Gilbert to? You know what I'm saying? What position of authority does he have? Yeah, we we know that behind the scenes, behind the scenes, Eddie Gilbert is formatting the shows and editing the shows. But who understands that? You know, on on the show, and he's you know, yeah, it it gets kind of wonky and it's yeah, it's 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 a fourth wall thing that doesn't really need to be broken down. Well, well, the reason Eddie said he took over the show is because nobody else is available because Sully is too busy selling vacuum cleaners. That's right. Bob, or- Bob Ortiz is um, busy unplugging a sewer and Todd Gordon is too busy selling cheap jewelry at his cheap wait till, Harvard wait, W. Reed. Wait till we get to Bob Ortiz outfit later on in the show. I got no We'll cover that later on. <laughs> Like all three of us are like the only thing we got. Yeah, and, and Oops, it's not even just whatever. Notes on Bob Ortiz's fucking outfit. It's Oopsie. not even just whatever Bob Ortiz is wearing. It's the whole entire thing. Oh Jesus Christ Almighty! Well, Eddie Gilbert is uh, is hawking videotapes in this first segment here, and then we move into the match we've all been waiting for, or never been waiting for. You do love Terry Funk, but he is out here against a guy we thought. I th- Damn, I thought you were gone, the Canadian, the Canadian Wolfman. Wolfman. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it looks great on my notes because it says Funk versus Dudley. <laughs> so you would you would hope that it was like one of Devon or Bubba or or somebody, but no, it's Dudley, the Canadian Wolfman, and I. I and- now we're starting to get into the um I think Gilbert's just finding stuff that was in the can. Just <laughs> yeah. stuff. He has to, right? Am I wrong? Am I No, no. The, these the matches on this show reek of that. Like what do we got left? All right, we got a funk, 
Wolfman match, and we've got Johnny Hotbody and the Sandman. That's what we yeah, got. We don't left. have That's much all we have left. Quality. No, no, it's it's essentially squash matches. Um, I, I'll even tell you, Jess came down halfway through it, and she said, "Has there even been a match yet?" You know, and she wasn't mm-hmm. paying attention. She was just watching me watch it, and I just go, "There's been like one, <laughs> I think." And, you know, I'm like more than halfway through it. The the Canadian Wolfman is the only human being in the history of human beings that has had two diseases at the same time. This guy has Dunlap disease and scoliosis at the same time. <laughs> oh, damn. Damn. Like, if you watch the match, he's hunkered over the entire time, and, and his his... He's got a, a, a Fumpa or whatever. <laughs> he's the whole match. He's fucking disgusting and he needs to go. Uh, yeah, he's, he's got to be gone. Yeah, he has to be. Well, how, you can, this, how, how many fucking body? times did Funk body slam him? Like, nine? <laughs> like five times? It was like five times. <laughs> I think at, one, at one time when he went to body slam him, like Dudley didn't even help him. He just put his hands out to his side. Like he yeah. didn't even help like post himself for Terry to help slam him. He just figured Terry's already done it four other times. That he, he can do it. Well, that sucks when a guy has to slam you and you're not helping him post your arm on their leg. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, he's, that Terry's doing all the work. But what about the spot where they did the crisscross? The crisscross yeah. applesauce. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and the affected him and his Gut flipped over his tiny little trunks, and he fucking fell. It was fucking disgusting. Or what about when Terry? What about when Terry was trying to give him the goddamn spinning toehold, the Funk spinning toehold that you should be super privileged that somebody's like Terry Funk's giving you the Terry Funk's the Funk spinning toehold, and Funk's trying to give it to you, and when he gives it to you, he's spinning it. He spins it once, spins it twice, spins it third time, third time. Goes to spin it the second time and then trips on your enormous fucking gut. <laughs> Did you see that? Like Funk tripped on him and he was like, Funk trips on him and goes, "What the shit?" And then goes to do it again. It's it's fucking terrible. They could have yeah. gave Terry Funk somebody better than goddamn janitor. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Well, it's not the janitor; it's the guy to put the ring up. This shit I, I, I thought, terrible. I, I thought that, um, quite honestly, Aaron, you're right. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I'm watching it. And I'm like, how many times are you going to spin this guy's leg around? You know, like he's twisting his leg around, you know, like he's Stretch Armstrong or something. And keep well, doing it. Well, he only wanted to do it four times, but he tripped on his enormous fucking. <laughs> but he wasn't even. But he wasn't even selling his leg. Like he was grabbing like his head or something, or it was fucking garbage. Like I have never thought that I would see um, a Terry Funk match where I was like, I'm fucking mad after watching (laughs) that. But I was fucking mad after watching this. I'm like, why did somebody do this, Terry Funk? Jesus Christ! Yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't good at all. You know, and you know, Terry Funk can't even make chicken salad. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the he's got the wolf man to deal with. Not with this pilot shit. shit. No. Yeah, this was this was sushi at a gas station. <laughs> this was fucking trash. Hey, at this point, why did 
I mean, remember how we were just talking about how we thought it were older matches? Yeah. Well, didn't the crowd look even smaller than like last week when we were talking about it? It did. It did. Like, you could. I don't know if it was the lighting or what, but yeah, you. I mean, you could see it. De- it definitely looked like there were less people. Uh, I mean, it, it was because they were like, "Hey, coming up next is Terry Funk versus the Canadian Wolfman," and everybody's like, "Well, let's go smoke a cigarette." Well, I would have expected <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> I would have thought there would have been a mad rush at the at the door, and then and Kathy Fritz would have been like, "What the hell." People were throwing twenty dollars all over the place, <laughs> but yeah, that I mean, that that I'm gonna have to talk. I, I'd love to talk to somebody behind the scenes about that and just and find out, you know, how much stuff was actually done that was just thrown in, you know, mm-hmm. because they had nothing else to do. Yeah. How long did that go on for? This is know? this is and it's a. I guess I'll use this comparison. Remember in like. 94 and 95 when the WWF would tape like four weeks worth of raw in one night. And by week four, they were like, uh, we got, we got, we got a, uh, a doink match and we got a Waylon mercy match and we're going to play. <laughs> yeah. And a Rick Martel match. And then we're also going to play a match from last month's pay-per-view or whatever. I mean, you can just, you could just tell they were out of shit to use. <laughs> well, well, didn't it seem like to you that, ECW almost kind of does that stuff almost every single week. Mm-hmm. Like they always just look at like I mean this is the way I I would I, I I think that Gilbert looked at it. He realizes okay these are the points that I need to get over, you know. Right. I, you know we're we're booking towards this show. It's me and I don't even know who I don't even know who it is. And these are the matches that we need to get over. And this takes up um, you know. 22 minutes of, you know, time. We need mm-hmm. to fill an hour. What else do we have? Does it matter? You know? Because, I mean, in between the other other time you're filling, you're still advertising the show that you're promoting. Right. So, does, it doesn't even matter what's on. So, do you think that's what's going on? Possibly. I mean... And, and how terrible during the fucking Terry Funk Wolfman match was Don Morocco on commentary. He was fucking... Oh, come on! Sully, you got a tattoo? You want me to give you a tattoo? (laughs) I've already already texted Tony Khan and said, I want Don Morocco on Wednesdays. (laughs) Like, everybody thinks Chris Jericho is unbelievable on commentary. You throw Don Morocco out there on AEW Dynamite. Now you got something. Is he still alive? Yes. Yeah, he's still alive. Jericho's got a bigger sure. derby. Jericho's got a bigger gut, but yeah, Morocco's still alive. <laughs> well, to end this, to end this thing, the the Dark Patriot and Jimmy Snuka come out, and then we are met with the return of Road Warrior Hawk after uh, the Fireball a few weeks ago, and which um, they which which they've done nothing to remind people about. Exactly. I, I actually have that down here. I forgot <laughs> that Hawk was around. <laughs> I, I, I can't even count. I think I have one, two, three, four, seven question marks <laughs> behind Hawk with a bandage. They reminded nobody about it. <laughs> well, they, I mean, I you know, I, I wish I could remember because, you know, my friend says that we were there. But 
how they taped this stuff. Just imagine being in the crowd. <laughs> just, you know, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> it's a bunch of people like, what? Like, huh? who's to say Road Warrior Hawk didn't come out earlier in the night with the bandage? Mm. And then later on, you know, because that could have been a taping for the, the, the afternoon show. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then at night when they had the, the night show, because they did do that, they did it that way. Afternoon was TV. Um, Saturday night was the bigger show. So who's to say he didn't come out, you know, with the bandage on on the afternoon show, and then he did the fireball angle at the night show. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, it's crazy. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, it's and, and, and the worst part is, is it's one. Of, it's it's a it's a it's a humongous mistake that that Eddie's making that the WWE makes all the time. Wrestling fans don't forget. Yes. You know? Because WWE we, wants you to forget everything as, as soon as it's done. We as wrestling fans appreciate continuity. <laughs> I do. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I appreciate WWE continuity. wants you to forget everything they do as soon as they do it. Don't worry about it. It's over. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're moving on. But wrestling fans don't forget. They hang on to that shit. I remember when. Mm-hmm. You know, what what other what other fan base of any sort of anything you know is the I remember when yeah it's pro wrestling like, like a wrestling fan will be like well didn't this happen and then they're like oh no don't worry about that yeah <laughs> I mean look at look at look at a lot of the look at a lot of the you just in general look <laughs> at a lot of the holes and the ups and downs and the continuity fuck ups in the 20 year plus year history of Kane and the Undertaker. You know, I'm not trying to get us off the CCW show, but just to Chad's point, like there's so much stuff where they were just like, ah, forget it. Ah, his scars are just mental, you know, just roll with it. I mean, just so many things that, that, and, and we as wrestling fans go, no, that's not what you said two years ago. <laughs> that's not what this angle is. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I I don't have a dog in this race whatsoever. I'm not like I watched it, but there's that's not a whole lot of stuff that I retained. Mm. You know, back back then, I I don't know, but I'm just saying like the, the major, the, you know, because the stuff I remember about Kane and Taker was he was burnt, it was in a fire, disfigured. You know, I right. do remember all that, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but. Yeah, wrestling fans remember shit that happened, you know, six weeks ago. People were still and, asking where's Lana. <laughs> and that's what I'm driving at. It's like, why have you shown me the same fucking random brawl two weeks in a row? Why not show if you know you're gonna have Road Warriors show back up with his fucking glasses and his burnt face, why not show me that? And be mm-hmm. like, oh, this is the progression of Road Warrior Hawk trying to get his vision back. And, and I, yeah. Well, that's too easy. I, I mean, it's too easy to, to refresh the fans' memory of why <laughs> of Road Warrior Hawk has a patch on his eye and everything. Oh, yeah. It's it's probably because one of, somebody in the studio is too fucking lazy to go back and find the actual hard cassette yeah. to find the angle where they did it at. You know, they're just like, oh, but yeah, they did. Let's they did manage to show us last week's brawl twice in this show. <laughs> it's like we don't under, we don't understand why 
um, Hawk is dressed up like Ronnie Millsap, but we do understand why Todd Gordon got bumped. Jesus Christ. I may have to change the name of this episode to Jesus. Oopsie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I would have to throw Ronnie Millsap's name in there. <laughs> Oopsie. Ronnie Jesus. Millsap. Oopsie. Comma. Ronnie Millsap. Ronnie Millsap. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> Aaron with the Dennis Miller like cut there. Um, is, is this is this the segment where where the uh, Eddie was in the studio like right right the next spot? Or, I mean, do you have anything else on that Hawk running out thing? Cause... Yeah, him and Funk uh, cut a promo. And then the next segment is the Eddie Matt Radico spot, yes. Yeah, this is where he's... Uh, segment, I mean, not spot. Yeah, this is the Adventures of Eddie Gilbert. Yeah, you know, you notice Matt had a beeper? Yeah. <laughs> I, I popped for that. I was like, this has got a beeper. <laughs> and now we go to... Um, after Eddie... Bus Matt's balls here. We go to Eddie's world. We go to Eddie and Polly. More footage from obviously the same night that they did the last footage. Oh, yeah. Still wearing the same hammered. shirt. And they're well, all, all of it. All of it is. It's yeah, all the same night. <laughs> and Eddie, of course, is hammered, as Aaron said. Um, Aaron, he you want to take us it. through this? Well, um, Eddie Gilbert is at some uh, cafe and he meets a girl named Rose Marie. And he goes, oh, Rosemarie, is that the chick from Dick Van Dyke? And she's like, no. And he goes, yeah. And Paulie's like, yeah. He goes, you're named after the chick from Dick Van Dyke. I think your parents conceived you while they were watching Dick Van Dyke. And then he asks her to marry her. And she leaves. And he says, I don't think she's realized I've had so many. And then Polly says, how many what? He's, I forgot. Oh, yeah, goes, how I many forgot. again? Like, like no, Polly says, how? Eddie says, I don't think she realizes I've had so many. And Polly goes, how many what? And Eddie goes, I'm not going to tell you. Like, no, I Eddie's thought he fucking said, right. I thought he said, like, how many again? Like, how many? Or either what? Yeah. How many or yeah. how many what? Yeah, how many what? Like, Eddie's fucking drunk as fuck. On this thing, yeah, because I mean, you can tell by the video quality that it's all shot on on the same camera at the same time. You know, it's got that dull look to it. It's you know, it's definitely um, a stationary. I don't know, high eight, whatever production yeah. camera that they're using. They, you know, because I mean, how many how many of these nights do you think Todd Gordon's going to fund? Yeah, where they just let Eddie yeah. Gilbert and Paulie go run around on South Street, and, you know, <laughs> and get all loaded and talk to fucking Rubes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then, and then they kick they kick Rosemarie out because Paulie notices some guy with fucking coke bottle glasses and brings him over and tells this guy to fucking kiss the hand. And the guy's like, I'm not gonna kiss the hand. And Paulie's like, Don't you know who this is? And Eddie's like, I know who that is. That's John Arezzi in yeah. the, the before and after picture <laughs> after he got fat. <laughs> I, I got that. I got that note down as, as well. Yeah, um, I have and Polly fucking loses it. Like, like it's the only time Polly breaks character to the, during this whole thing is when he goes that. That's after Arezzi got fat and fucking Polly <laughs> loses it, man. <laughs> 
Yeah, that 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 whole one. I don't know what was going on with all that. Well, if there's something Polly loves, it's busting Arezzi's chops. So, and, and then they they bring up some black guy, and I put in my notes. I was like, they mentioned John Arezzi. They throw coke book. They throw coke bottle glasses out, and then comes little Mister Hughes. I actually have yeah, done. That look like Mister Hughes. Didn't <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, Funny. Little Mr. Hughes. <laughs> it's, I actually have right here on my note. Miss, is that Mr. Hughes' brother? <laughs> no, it, it's Little Mr. Hughes. <laughs> I thought Paul was even going to say that. Like he looks like <laughs> Miss. Like like I would have thought he would have said Curtis Hughes. You know, he looks like Curtis Hughes because they, they could have said the football player. You know, mm-hmm. it could have been a vague statement. But I was like, yeah, I got like Curtis Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> If he would have fell asleep, I would have thought it was him. Yeah, right, right on. <laughs> I, 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 uh, yeah. Well, our, my match with him hasn't aired yet. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's funny that we all had that down. Yeah, we're all um, the same wavelength. <laughs> it's all about it's all about the Balomo, <laughs> Little Mister Hughes, and uh, Bob Ortiz outfit coming up here shortly. So the next segment is the Sandman and Johnny Hotbody. Well, we, match. Can go, we can go right and by that one. I actually put this as a match. That's all I have down here. Yeah. Uh, other uh, than Polly, uh, well, there's some stuff in here. Other than Polly with calling uh, calling Peaches a tramp and a broad and a you know going. He called her a tramp. But my thing is, Road Warrior Hawk got fire somewhat thrown at his face. And he's still blind, okay? But, like, two weeks ago, Peaches got butter thrown in her face, and they were like, oh, she's completely blind. She's never going to see again, and she's just out here. She got butter? Well, that's what you said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you, they said it was the... ink. They said it was either ink, tar, or... And then you were like, oh, it's probably butter. Paint. <laughs> yeah, but, like... <laughs> My fucking my wife don't even fucking listen to me. <laughs> I, I just do a podcast with you. We're not running a household together, you know? and, and she even knows well enough to not believe me. I Fire. contain info. I contain information, and what I'm saying is that Peaches was blinded two weeks ago, and she's perfectly fine. She's just out there. Like, oh, I'm good now. Hot butter. I'm good. So we have established that Peaches is more of a badass than a road warrior. Yeah, either that or she's just a <laughs> lobster and she's just used to hot butter being thrown at her. Yeah. <laughs> but Hawk, Hawk, who's apparently the best way to not get blind is just be hopped up on the cocaine. But anyway. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because um, because I, I remember, I don't know, I guess it would be a year later. Um, Nate, do you recall when they brought did they, did they bring Hawk back later on? I don't because think I remember so. being. I remember being. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe, maybe because there is a time coming up when there's like a string of challenges for Shane Douglas, like Tully Blanchard, and I think uh, there's a couple other guys that come in to challenge Shane well, and Hawk, that, Hawk like, might be on that later? list. Yeah, but Hawk might be on that list. He might be one of those guys. I can't remember. But they were bringing in, you know, it's a, it's a, like a year or two from now. It's like ninety five, but. but but see, like like in the in the 
press conference. Tom Gordon, though, we got to spend Rockin' Rebel for 90 days because he blinded Peaches. That's right. So here she is, like, three segments later, perfectly fine. <laughs> I think Rockin' Rebel got Rock and Rebel got the fucking here, didn't he? Yeah, he <laughs> got the fucking. Somebody <laughs> sold him a bill of goods on, on, the, on, the, hot, on the hot butter. <laughs> he he got some he got some fake butter. He got ripped yeah, off. He's of like, that I didn't even do anything to the bitch. That, I just put ink in her face. It was that, it was that butter. It was that butter substitute shit you get at the movie. Margarine. Yeah. <laughs> it was margarine. It was. What a country crock! That's All embarrassing. Right. <laughs> Good God, that's hilarious that you actually listened to me all over that. <laughs> Butter, because clearly it was black stuff running down her back. Yeah, butter. <laughs> I'm just saying, Rocket Rebel did nothing wrong. He just threw ink in her butter or whatever in her face, and she's fucking fine again. But they're like, "Go away for 90 days." He's like, "Shit, how am I gonna keep the heat on?" God damn it, I didn't do anything to her. Now you mean how is he gonna keep the heat on because he's suspended without pay? Yeah. Like, how are you going to keep the actual physical heat on? Yeah. I can't afford to run the air conditioning, you know, in, the, in July, in the summertime, when I'm suspended for 90 days. That 50 bucks goes a long way. He's hoping for that call from Jim Crockett Jr. <laughs> to go work for the World Wrestling Network. Oh, apparently a lot of them guys were. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that I was not anywhere mixed up in any of that. That you know that was just a disaster. When you start hearing about paydays, like what Sabu got, mm. and, and and stuff like that, then you're just like, I mean, going to New York is not cheap, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's not cheap getting into New York. It, it, you're going to pay. 60, sometimes 40, 50, 60 bucks just in tolls alone to get into New York. And I ain't to mention gas. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I got to hand you a fraction of what he agreed to pay you, you know? Yeah. That's a fucking, get the fuck out of here. That's a fucking right there. Yes. <laughs> That's why I'm glad that I wasn't, I, I wasn't mixed up in that. And nobody's ever going to get a shoot interview with me talking about that because I don't know, and I'm glad that I don't know. <laughs> Far away from that as possible, right? Fuck yeah, I was. But now, <laughs> are, aren't we getting to uh? Now, now we get up? to Eddie's. Eddie's uh on the phone, and now he's he's talking about how he's you know he's beat the shit out of Jerry Lawler. He's beat the shit yeah. out of Terry Funk. Yeah, he Go sent ahead, Jerry. He sent Jerry Lawler to the WWF, and he beat Terry Funk. Then he hangs up the phone. It, it's He's doing cutesy fruitsy shit with like the Philadelphia stars. Well, who's the guy he's talking about? I, I don't know who that is. Rob? I don't either. No, oh, the football player? Rob? Yeah, Rob I don't know. I'm, I'm being honest. I'm not a football guy, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, neither am I. I don't watch, I don't watch either. He's the, he's the fuck stick at this birthday party or whatever. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I actually have on here. I think there's a bouncy house somewhere in that in that little area that they're yeah. performing this in. Um, like the goddamn rain truck is in the background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, in case it rains, they got to put all the fans. <laughs> the, 
the everybody in the ring truck. Everybody in the, in the ring, ring truck. truck. Gra- gra- somebody grab the goddamn cake and get in the ring truck. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I mean, and there's, there's be plenty of extra room so you can serve the cake. And they're like, we don't want to. They're like, we don't want to get in the truck. And they're like, it was good enough for a Juve Ernesto to get here. You should be yeah. proud to be here. <laughs> you, you know what's weird to me is that. Um, have you guys seen that commercial where Todd does the deal where he advertises like the phone number to do like the um, the fundraising shows? And then he does the the thing where he shows like Sandman with the little handicapped kid like on the in the lawn and all that stuff. Have you you no. never seen that yet, or they haven't no, even heard that yet? No, I don't think so. No, I haven't seen that. I'm well, looking I, forward to it though. <laughs> because I think they just they just got all the footage for <laughs> for all these commercial spots that they're going to run. It's um, it runs as a promotional spot for how. You can raise money for your fundraiser. My booking ECW. It shows that footage, but <laughs> it shows other than that footage. Like, imagine, you know, now that you know the Sandman, the big drunk that he is, he's literally laying on a lawn with some young fucking kid in his wetsuit, you know, <laughs> and he's kind of got his arm around him kind of thing, and JT's there. And and it's I, I I'm telling you that's the same show that they did the, that commercial for. It has to be. And I can't even remember the name of the um of the organization because Sandman was pretty adamant about it. Like he really supported that that foundation. Like because it was literally it wasn't you didn't have to work the show. Mm-hmm. It was if you wanted to, you would. You weren't going to get paid. It was literally in some part. I I wasn't even nowhere near fucking nowhere nowhere near that because they, they, they wouldn't even have to ask me if I wanted to or no. Sal Sal Buomo probably wasn't worth wasn't allowed to be within fifty miles of it. Well, his probation officer. Yeah, well, you can't go anywhere near that. Your ankle brace. Sal, brace Sal, Sal, you were not allowed to be here. Oopsie. Oopsie. <laughs> I did it again. I did it again. Much apologize. <laughs> All right, let him go. But let's talk about let's talk about Bob Ortiz in his pink tank top and booty shorts. <laughs> what the fuck? I thought he was gonna be on roller skates. <laughs> I think I might actually just sit out. And let you guys do this because <laughs> I, I honestly think that it's way too easy for me to do it. Way that, too easy. That's my notes is what the fuck is Bob Ortiz doing in his booty shorts and at big a cookout. Tank top. Yeah, at welcome, a cookout. To Bob, yeah. <laughs> welcome to Bob Ortiz flower shop here in the middle yeah. of this barbecue. <laughs> He's at the barbecue and be like, come get your hot dog. It's like, what the fuck? That's to me, like, I I couldn't even tell you how many times I legitimately just chuckled when they gratuitously showed Bob Ortiz standing in the back. And I'm looking at him, I'm just going, that is such a shame. If they would have zoomed in 
closer to his fucking booty shorts, you would have known what fucking religion he was. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking terrible. And he had pink socks and Reeboks. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Well, let's be honest. They all look silly. <laughs> Every single one of them. Even Eddie looks silly. <laughs> he tucked his t-shirt into his um, sweatpants that he had spandex all underneath of it. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck was this show? Bob was, uh, I mean, Bob was one of the guys that, um, based upon where I was at, you know, on the totem pole. Yeah, like, Bob was a, Bob was a, um, he contributed money to it. I understand that, but it's like. I don't know anything about that. I've heard that Bob Ortiz had money invested in it. I, I just know that Bob, me and Bob always, always talked because we always thought we were always like them guys at the bottom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, just guys that were helping do the show. So we were like always like friendly and stuff like that. And I really did form a good relationship with Bob. But watching him out there, that's why it made me chuckle so many times. I'm like, it could, what? it couldn't have been. <laughs> It could have been that warm outside where that fucking outfit. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, think some, about it. The show some. was airing in July, so it was put probably some, taped in May. At least or, put some uh, fucking shorts on to go to your knees. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. Well, it was I mean, bad. It's not too much longer until we start seeing Rocky show up. Rocky Artis. He's the other either ring announcer or the guy that takes the jackets or the the bell guy. But I, it's somebody related to him and I became friends with him too. But yeah, that 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 seeing Bob Ortiz at that cookout. Do you guys know who Bob McGee is? Bob McGee. I don't think so. Well, they showed him. He was at the cookout. <laughs> He's the guy that looked like Buck Robley. Okay, well, okay, now I know who you're talking about. I know which yeah. guy you're talking about. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that was a Bob McGee. I didn't know what a Bob McGee was. Well, his name is Bob McGee, and his brother's name is Sarge. And when when we used to go to the shows all the time, you know, all the conventions up there in Philly and stuff like that, we would run into them. And I used to always tell him that he looked like Buck Robley. Oh yeah, I remember you telling me this story now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. And then he all, and then I, I would just refuse to just not call him Buck Robley. Like you know, that's just not going to happen. You're fucking Buck Robley. That's just the way that it is. That's how and, it is. Yeah, like you know, whatever. <laughs> and then um, when I when I saw them show him like on the camera, and I'm just like, oh my god. Even even Bob McGee's at a Make a Wish fucking <laughs> cookout. The oh, fuck. <laughs> like, and, there's so uh, many. There's so many guys that you're gonna start seeing that pop up like you know randomly on you know on the show that you're gonna start seeing them and other stuff because you know, back, going back uh, like Aaron, I can't believe you didn't say it. Going back to when Eddie was on South Street. Like, didn't you think one of the guys that Eddie brought on was going to be named John Gillum? Yeah, I thought that fucking dude they said was the John Arezzi retard was going to be that guy. John Gillum. Yeah, I thought it when I saw it. I was like, oh, this is John Gillum. And then they didn't call him it. They said he was the skinny John Arezzi. I was like, okay, well. Yeah, I was completely like, oh, man, they missed that opportunity. 
you know, after they threw a couple of jabs in with the Wade Keller and the after and all, I'm thinking, you got to throw a John Gillum in here today. Yeah, and that fucking, that Make-A-Wish, fuck, why would they end it on that? That was fucking trash. <laughs> that little fucking football guy they had or whatever, they were calling Jaws. And they had oh, that's, a, what, that's not, all I wrote. That's all I wrote was Jaws. I don't, I don't. And it also, it also, of course, featured uh, showing us that Hunter Q. Robbins and Stevie Wonderful are both still around at this point because they're involved in this whole deal. And uh, the well, Ron Jarowski guy, who we don't know who the fuck he is, pushes Eddie Gilbert on his ass, and uh, that pretty much ends the segment. Yeah, after he does like, after he does like four, after he does like four boogie woogie man fucking knee jives or whatever, it's fucking trash. Show was terrible. Like if me guys, like if I didn't rent, like if I didn't rent my house, yeah, the fucking jaws did me jive like fucking boogie woogie man. Like <laughs> if I didn't own my house, I would have punched a hole in the fucking wall. <laughs> I would just punch. Them. What's the knee jive? <laughs> mercy day, like where they they do the. Yeah, do the mercy daddy, and they and they do that shit with yeah. What you just did, I can't see your legs, which I don't want to. But what you just did right there, that fucking jaws guy did that like seven times. <laughs> yeah, what you did right there. Yeah, knee jives. Put it in perspective. Yeah, like doing that shit. Like he did it like five times and. Everybody that was like watching the show was just smiling and laughing and shit. It was fucking terrible. God damn, yeah, Ed I, better I, got a good fucking payoff. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the best thing I can get out of this show is we have three or four suitable names for the show. <laughs> that, that, that's probably the biggest takeaway of this show. Because I, I think I'm I'm going to throw knee jive out there too. I don't know what. I don't know how old you are, but knee jive? He's a whiz. I don't even know what that, I, had, I, had, I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> you know what knee jive is? Like, Apparently yeah. I do now. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like George Thurgo with the hand jive, but you're doing it with I... your knees. But as soon as you said Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man, I'm like, oh, the bursty daddy. I thought of Forrest Gump when he had his leg braces on. <laughs> I mean, what, what is that? Well, he did it. He did it. Forrest did it better than Jaws. <laughs> Just saying, this fucking well, show pissed me off. Maybe we got to remember that we're probably in different um, demographics. Almost, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably more than ten years older than both of you guys. And, and whoa, is he, <laughs> I mean, is that something all the kids are saying? Can I start saying it tomorrow? I don't know. I might have just made it up. I don't fucking know. <laughs> well, I thought I was cool by trying to tell, by telling to tell, telling Jess that I knew what Fleek was. I don't even know what that is. Well, it's stupid. <laughs> don't don't even bother. It's supposed to be like something like cool, like your your money. You know, your hundred percent. But I mean, mm-hmm. throw any of that Fleek? stupid Fleek. Fleek. I think it's what Fleek? they say it is. Fleek. That means like you're like 
you're on fleek. You're you're classy or whatever. I don't fucking know. Oh yeah, well, we're, this show is completely fleek. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're not bougie. I guess. All right. So, <laughs> um, at the end of the show, Jay Sully shows up 20 minutes early, but an hour too late. And, uh, he, he looks, he looks sweaty as it's usual. It's the story of his fucking life. It's the story <laughs> of his fucking life. And that is how we close it out. This edition of ECW from July the 27th, 1993. How did you feel about the way that show ended? Nate? <clears throat> I thought it was goofy in, in that, um, I mean, I don't know if, if your, if your show is being presented, I, yeah, it was goofy. It was just goofy to me. The whole thing was, the whole show was goofy. (laughs) I, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say goofy. Aaron, how do you think this show ended? At the end of it, how did I feel? I felt mad at myself for watching it. <laughs> Maybe I asked the wrong person. <laughs> I was try I was trying to ask somebody who's doing a, a legitimate honest review of something. Not that somebody that was my honest review of it. I was mad at myself for watching this show. I just yeah. thought it was goofy and a waste of time. It was a waste of an hour of television. You know? Like I, was, I liked, I, I liked Eddie and Paul. They were super entertaining when they were doing their shit, and that's the only thing I liked from it. I thought they just missed um, so many opportunities to promote the next thing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, um, all that stuff with Eddie in the in the studio. Well, and, and to to what you're saying, to that point, when the show started, it had promise because, like you were saying, like the show started off talking about Alter Clash. Okay, we got this another major show coming up, and blah blah blah. It, it, and then after the press conference, it just that stopped. <laughs> like, like I'd say this, like the 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 Make a Wish thing or whatever at the bounce house that they put in the middle of it or at the end of it, that would have been fine. Put that in the middle and then end with Road Warrior Hawk coming out being blinded and running off the Dangerous Alliance and shit. That would have been a way to end the show. End the show with fucking Jaws and fucking Bob Ortiz in his booty shorts. It was was a mismanaged... The outdoor segment should have been cut down in half. It should, it should have been have... cut down and erased. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean cut down and erased. I mean cut down in the in the small portions. If their if their intention in the local market of Philadelphia was to use this Jaworski guy, who apparently is famous in Philadelphia, to give Eddie up, a, he, was, he was a quarterback to give Eddie a rub. Okay, if the, if the if the idea was to give Eddie a rub by using this Jaworski guy. And you can get some 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 um, some attention local, for your promotion. Like play. Yeah, that's fine. But it didn't need to be ten minutes long. This is something you cut down to like two minutes worth of highlights and have narration. You know, you, you don't play the whole segment <laughs> from well, the whole from the barbecue. Sure because 
I haven't came in yet, but I don't even think there was a payoff. <laughs> you know, I don't mm-hmm. even think that the guy even came back again or there was oh, anything. Cause, doubtful. Doubtful. You know, like, like I said, he I don't look like the, the Mrs. Guy. Dad. Well, it's the Mrs. Dad? He looked like the Mrs. Dad. Do you remember when the Mrs. Dad was on WWE for a while? This is this guy. He looked like the Mrs. Dad. Yeah, Maybe that should know. be the name of the show. That was the Mrs. Dad. Oopsie. The Mrs. Dad. Yeah. That was Mrs. Dad. Like I said, I don't watch football, and I don't know all these guys' names. <laughs> and they never really made it clear to me as to who the fuck this guy is or was. Mm-hmm. So to me... To me, this sounded like he was just a Philadelphia, you know, darling kind of thing. And, you know, I'm going to the shows. So I'm there every single, every single month. And I don't know who, I, I don't think there was a payoff on any of this. You know? So Gotta why, help put, not. why put any <laughs> investment in this? This this guy paid Todd to put a show on his fucking yard for his kids and the neighbors. That's all I picked from it. And it was fucking And garbage. you know what? And you know what? Little Miz was so happy to see Eddie Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> like the minute yeah, I mean, Jaws I mean, got the minute Jaws got in the ring, Eddie should have been like, Oh, I think you're gonna need a bigger ring. <laughs> I, I would have did it's I mean fucking garbage, I, man. I would have did an angle just for the cookout. You know, an angle where Eddie got bumped or whatever, just for the cookout. But um, if this guy's a big star in Philadelphia or whatever, then just have him cut promos. Not not promos for a match, just bumpers. Yeah. You know? I'm Ron Jobberkowski. And, <laughs> and when I'm in Philadelphia, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I'm in Philadelphia, I watch ECW on Sports Channel whatever the fuck it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have them cut, have them cut a million of them. But yeah, it's not gonna, I, I live an hour and a half away from Philadelphia and I never heard of this guy. <laughs> you know? And, and, and watching that, like you watch the end of the show and this is how your show's ending and it looks fucking pathetic. It's lazy. It's like, yeah, it looks pathetic. They, they, they didn't go off with anything to hook you, to attract you to want to come back next week. Like, if, if I'm not mistaken, Aaron, wasn't fucking Eddie's feet on a chair? Like, he had his feet up. Like, yeah, it was... It's fucking garbage. Jason always just like, Eddie, well, we'll be back next week, Eddie. You ruined <laughs> the show. It's just like, well, God damn it. This is the first time and you know what Eddie's gonna ruin. And you know what? You know, like usually when the show ends and they put the credits up there with like the pink screen or whatever, and and they show the brawling behind it and like all the shit that's going on. The only highlight that they could show you as the credits were ending was Terry Funk beating up the Canadian Wolfman. Good. <laughs> I'd have rather watch the highlight of their fucking I'd, show. I'd have, I'd have rather watch the footage they had of J.T. Smith and and Glenn Osborne enjoying some barbecue at Jaws House. And, and, and let's, oh, dude, let's, it was great. Let, let's not let's let's not forget the ridiculousness of when Glenn Osborne was just standing in the ring when Eddie and Hunter Hugh were cutting their promo, and then Eddie sneaks behind Glenn Osborne, hits him with the crutch, 
Glenn Osborne Kane. does his, it was the Kane. Yeah, it's Kane, and then Glenn Osborne does the the fucking flop jump or flop bump or whatever behind him, and then Eddie pins him one two three with his foot, and then Glenn Osborne just gets up and walks out, just rolls out. Yeah, yeah but then, he, out. Goes, then oh. he goes outside. Then he goes outside to help the fucking handicap kid that they were gonna have in the spot later. But he comes out. He comes out. And all of a sudden, Tommy Cairo's there. <laughs> and they go, they go, we're going to get him. And Sandman's there. And Glenn Osborne's like, get him, Jaws. Get him, Jaws. And his gravelly indie wrestler voice, get him, Jaws. Dude, Glenn Osborne just got hit in the back of the head with a cane and got pinned <laughs> with his foot on his chest. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, there was no doctors at ringside. I didn't see anybody giving <laughs> Throwing sauce or anything, or, or checking on his concussion status, but they were like, "No, roll outside and give that Make a Wish kid some inspiration." <laughs> well, overall, this is the, the first show from the Bandland says you're gonna walk again one day. <laughs> yeah, in seventeen, we've done this show now for seventeen weeks, and this is the first show, ironically. Considering even how bad some of those, even how bad those really, really first shows were, this is the first show I've actually given a zero to. I have, I gave it a zero score. I didn't for being didn't, that bad. I didn't. I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was goofy and a waste of time. And like we were saying earlier, or like I was saying earlier to what you were saying, Chad, about hyping the big show. I had promised when I started the show. Because the show kind of started off with, you know, the press conference. And, I mean, yeah, there was some silliness there, but it was at least getting to a point of talking to the next about the next big show. And then through the rest of the show, I got no feeling about that at all. So, bad yeah, I just I, I just lost um, emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you, like you, Nate. Like, really early. I, I bought into the press conference thinking, wow, this could be great. You know, you got, I mean, theoretically, what do you have? 40, I don't know, 42 minutes, whatever, of TV time. Right. You know, to promote what you got. And then you got Todd Gordon saying you're bringing in Abdul the Butcher, Stan Anson. We're going to have a scaffold match. (laughs) Herbie Renesto, yes. (laughs) Well, that's who works Stan Anson, I think, on the tapings. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, you have the whole entire hour. Of to promote what you're, you know, you're going to make money on. That's a money making show because that to me, in in that day and age, was um, uh, um, a fly or die show. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He, he he spent a ton of money because don't remember, don't forget, they all had to get there, and they all needed somewhere to stay. Right. That's a lot of money that Todd put into that show and. They just didn't, in my opinion, they didn't use your time wisely. And, and what number did you give it? A zero? Zero. Yeah. It, the show let me down big time. Like, in every show we've watched since we started, there are a couple things I can find that I really enjoy, at least, to give it somewhat of a, you know, a little bump, a little score. But this one just, it, it, it like, I'm, I wasn't like Aaron. I wasn't sitting there stewing in my anger when I was done watching it. But I was definitely disappointed in what I watched. I, I would say the um the the, be, the the best part for me was the Bill after Mr. Keller John Rezzy joke 
And then me seeing Bob McGee in the crowd was probably the highlight of the <laughs> show for me. So not only am I going to give it a zero, I'm going to ask for my money back. <laughs> that, that's what I'm giving it for the WWE Network. <laughs> you want my nine ninety nine a month back right now. <laughs> yeah, for at least one month. Fork it over, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's I want my money back show right there. And I, I guess now we're getting into the meat. Uh, Aaron, you haven't even did it yet, right? Well, what do you get when you add a negative two with a zero? Negative that would two. be there. You go. Negative. <laughs> well, this fucking show trash, man. Like this, I, I thought last week, and I gave—I think I gave it a one. I said this like last week was the worst ECW '93 show I watched, but this show to me was fucking terrible. Like I loved Eddie and Paul just out on the street talking to people and shit. Like that was great, but as a whole, I can't give this show anything. It was bad. Can you imagine what it was like in '93 when it aired? <laughs> what, you're there, what, what, do you, you're what, sit, what do you think they said then? You say you're you're sitting there as a viewer going, "This is this thing's never going to make it." <laughs> I, I probably disagree. I probably think people just clamming around the TV that are remarks. I just couldn't wait to hear the fucking Wade Keller, Bill After, and Donna <laughs> What's Jaws going to do next week? Because you know n- nobody was really watching it, it and you know. At that time, what was it? Was it was it even in the hundred thousands? Do you know, Nate? Oh, probably not. And it was probably not even airing. It probably wasn't even airing in a good time slot. No, of course not. I mean, I mean, probably are we, on are we talking maybe tens of thousands? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> maybe. So, you know. I think. I think at this point, if you think about it, they're probably the shows are also the shows are also behind the promotion if that kind of makes sense like you're there's probably some buzz going on about ecw because they're starting to sign you know okay we're gonna bring in abdullah the butcher and we're gonna bring in stan hansen and we're gonna do it the content's getting a little more violent but the show itself being pre-taped and like we said earlier using the last you're scraping the bottom of the barrel of the footage you have left is the show itself isn't keeping up with the promotion at this point if what I I don't know if what I said made sense or not. It made sense in my head. <laughs> well, no, the, it, it means the promotion itself isn't moving as fast as the show, right? Because you know the, we we need the promotion for the show, and, you, and all you're doing I guess, I, I guess we I guess you're right. All you're doing is throwing out you know just the Wolfman, you know, <laughs> and, and a couple of uh, promos and stuff. Just it, that's that's never going to work. It never has worked. And ECW was just lucky that they were they came right they came around at a great time where everything sucked. Yeah, yeah. People were clamoring for something different. And in about a month or so, we're going to get that. We're getting there. We're getting and, and there. And ECW gave you something different, but in this aspect, this was fucking bad. <laughs> this was at, at like. Even taking out the equation of this being like an ECW thing, this was just a bad show. Jesus. How do you really feel? <laughs> well, you know, you know, I, I'll look at it this way because 
the closer we get to um, when I get there will be the closer that I'll have a more idea of what was going on in the locker room. Mm-hmm. You know, because now I'm a fan. I'm out there in the crowd and everything like that, you know, with my friends. So I don't know how the how anything was then. So yeah, the closer we get to when I get there, then I can start telling you, oh, this was going on. There's right. a whole lot of this was going on. <laughs> there is like, a whole lot it, of this was going on. If I'm watching a wrestling show and I see a Hertz truck in the back and a guy flipping burgers, I'm just like, nope. <laughs> This is bad. Well, yeah, it's a really cookout, bad. right? <laughs> I mean, are you talking about the wrestling cookout? Is Bob Ortiz yeah. <laughs> So, let, let for the, des- the description for next week's show is is nondescript, which does not for does not uh, bode well for us. Reviewers. I think there's only, the next show. I looked at it. It's uh, 34 minutes and like 52 seconds long. Yeah, and all that ha- all the WWE ha- network has is that Todd Gordon uh, gives some insight into the upcoming matches at Alter Clash, um, and the show features Jimmy Snuka, JT Smith, Dark Patriot, and many more. And that's it. That's their description. So. I think next week's show we might continue our our rough go, but like I keep trying to say, I keep trying to give us hope. We're headed toward Ultra Clash. We're headed toward a change in ECW. Um, we're headed toward that time that that Chad has kept telling us as we've if we as we've held each other's hands through these tumultuous times <laughs> that, that that we are getting there. We're getting there, and this is this is it. This is uh, we're we're on the precipice of where we're going to go with ECW. Hands across. Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, hands across hands Philadelphia. God damn it, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it, folks. We're gonna make it. We're in the home stretch. We're building our quilt. We're building our quilt. When you see the when you see the different <laughs> ring. Like after they get rid of fucking Dudley's ring. <laughs> and Dudley himself. <laughs> that's damn the whole man's fucking everything up. <laughs> that's the whole deal. Once they get rid of Dudley and the, the Wolfman, and and they get rid of his ring, and then, um, I'm going to say that they start using Petty's ring, mm-hmm. and that's when you're really going to start seeing. Uh, I'm not even going to say it's going to be a whole lot better. I'm just going to say it's going to be better. It's going to be better, yeah, dude. I mean, I anything's better. <laughs> let's let's start calling. Let's start calling the Canadian Wolfman. Uh, Dunlap Dudley. <laughs> Dunlap Dudley. Dunlapped over the... Dunlapped. <laughs> Aaron, parting words wow. for our listeners this week as we sign off. If you guys watch this show, God bless you. And pour a little bit out for yourselves and for your fallen <laughs> brothers. And that good stuff. It, it, this show was rough, and I am proud of the three of us for getting <laughs> an hour and fifteen minutes out of this. God bless. Nobody us. else. Nobody else could have done that. <laughs> and you're, you know what? You're goddamn right. Nobody else could have done it. <laughs> nobody else could have done it. 
anybody else that thinks they could, they can fuck themselves. See, the main reason why nobody else could have done it was because nobody else would want to do it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're sadists. <laughs> I mean, and, the, and the worst part is, is nobody's holding the gun to our head. <laughs> we're doing this voluntarily. You fucking idiots are going to watch fucking this ECW fucking show. <laughs> I got to change the subtitle of the show. Reliving the Extreme. These three fucking idiots watch ECW. <laughs> Gun to the head. <laughs> uh, uh, Chad, Chad, any parting words this week? I I don't know, guys. I I just want everybody to um follow the re. It's reliving the is it reliving right? the extreme. Reliving the extreme page. Everybody knows me. I'm Chad Austin Demiro on Facebook, and I'm Chad Austin Demiro on on the Twitter page. And if you want any tapes, you can just find them on YouTube. <laughs> um, but 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 check out um, what I what I'm really proud of is the journey that we've done here. Mm-hmm. That we've came a long way from nothing to this. You said we're only how many weeks? Seventeen weeks. This will be week seventeen, and we've made we made great strides. And um, on our Facebook page, sorry, I mean forget this. We're it's only 101, but we're over 100. Followers on our Facebook page, yes, and downloads we're making, are. We're making pretty good strides. Mm-hmm. Downloads are increasing, and I thank all of you that listen, and thank to thank you to the partners that I have gotten here that are letting us share our show um, through their avenues and platforms as well. And also, I would say that um, we. Like Chad said, we're definitely making great strides with this show. 17 weeks in, we haven't even got to the good stuff yet, and it's only up from here. So thank you all that have supported us so far. Thank thank you all and, that are going to listen retroactively. And if we get up to if we get up to 500 members on the Facebook group, Bob Ortiz will show up in his booty shorts and make hot dogs for you. <laughs> I can probably make that happen. <laughs> I still talk to Bob. <laughs> I'm sure he's not going to want to hear that request. Uh, he's he's going to be like, it was bar He's going to be like, it was, it was 1993, man. Button fly was a thing. Come on. <laughs> I, I would just tell him, just don't worry. Just show up. We'll, <laughs> we'll find you the proper attire. <laughs> we'll Do you have your outfit? Do yes. you have your acid wad? Acid <laughs> Your acid wash booty shorts. Get up there, Bob <laughs> Make them their bar ass hot dogs. <laughs> well, thank you everybody for joining us once again this week. We hope this you all have extreme. a great week and join us next week as we continue reliving the extreme. Have a great week, everybody. 